When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Starbucks Pistachio Latte will transport you to your happy place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso and milk, all with a brown buttery topping. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Melbourne, Australia's Jason McDaniel's latest album, Honky Tonk Life, may just be what the doctors ordered for the times we're in. Jason says his new record is celebrating good times, good music, good whiskey, and living life to the full. It's a blend of country, rock, and blues. Jason joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about his music and his new record and the latest single, Peer Pressure Breakdown. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, good night, Greg. Thank you. It's great to be on. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, getting up early and joining me uh, here here, uh, this evening for me. But uh, great. Always always fun to to have these um, uh, cross-continent connections and uh you are in uh australia right what part yeah in um victoria so very close to melbourne victoria okay awesome yeah Yeah. cool and um you've been at the music business for quite a while right yeah really uh i suppose professionally since 1995 so uh been going for some time yeah (laughs) yeah and uh i think if i read right you actually started when you were about 18 um, That's correct. Yeah, yeah started um, started playing in uh, pubs when I was eighteen, and you know, just doing solo gigs, etc. So that was a bit of fun. It wasn't necessarily country; it was pretty much play for your life. You know, play yeah. every request they throw at you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. and then uh, early on, kind of got hooked up with some uh, professional musicians, and and kind of took you for a ride, huh? Yeah, I did. I got really lucky uh, at one of those pub gigs uh, playing for my life. I was um, in my hometown of Richmond in New South Wales. Uh, I'm originally from New South Wales, up uh-huh. near Sydney, uh, Hawkesbury, actually, in the Blue Mountains. And um, the Slim Dusty band, who I'm sure you guys would have heard of Slim Dusty over there, who's yeah. a, uh, probably the, the king of country, or is the king of country music here in Australia. Yeah. Um, anyway, they were coming into my hometown of Richmond and there was a fella called Mike Walsh who had the local picture theatre. It was a TV celebrity. And uh, I was playing at the pub that night. 
and a few members of the band the Friday night came in and um, just sat in the corner and just watched and sent up some requests and then um, I had a break and the guitarist out of the band just then came up to see me and said oh that was me sending up all these requests um, you know and I'm like wow you know and he says oh we're here tomorrow night do you want to come and see Slim Dusty do you like Slim Dusty he said, well, who doesn't you know, everyone likes Slim yeah. Dusty so <laughs> got cool. a couple of free tickets and, and from that um, you know Charlie the guitarist of Slim said uh, hey you know do you know enough songs to, to do a full show country song I said oh yeah I think I can do that it's a bit of Neil Diamond a bit of the Eagles and you know a bit of the other country we'll be right we'll get there so um, he said well we've got a gig on for our country band called Montana come over and try out so I went and tried out they'd been there ever since from that day onwards that, that was really the change of it from there then it took us on a big ride wow that's cool mm. so and and that literally put you on the road full time with them right yeah it did so it's, it's one of those you know right place at right time sort of you know, it's a freaky freaky thing to happen but yeah we then toured continuously up and down the east coast of Australia um, and with some fantastic artists um you know, Slim, of course, and uh, doing shows with people like Becky Cole and some other, you know, the Wolverines and Chad Morgan, some real icons of the industry here too, you know, going back, Stan Costa who wrote a lot of songs for Slim Dusty. Yeah, so it was a really good grounding to, to work with people like that. Yeah. Did you guys ever get a chance to tour the United States? No, we never did. Um, we always talked about it. We always dreamt about it. <laughs> uh, but... We, we just never ever got it going. You know, we were self-managed. We had no managers or, or PR or anything there. We just booked all the gigs ourselves and did everything ourselves. And yeah, we just never ever got around to it. We had uh, a lot of work in Australia, and then if we weren't working, uh, you know, the guys would be off. You know, we'd be going to do backing for some other artist mm-hmm. place off. So yeah, we just never got around to it. Unfortunately, we always wanted to. So somewhere in there, you managed to to get a solo album out uh, several years ago, um, "Man in the Black Hat." Did I get that right? Yes, that's right. So yeah, was so, that why yeah, you were playing that. with them, or were, were, was there a break? How how did you how did that come about for you? No. Yeah, that was very early on um, in the career. So that was nineteen ninety five that I released okay. that. So that was whilst I was you know touring with Montana and um, a good friend of mine, a fellow called Johnny Ashcroft, who. Uh, wrote Little Boy Lost, which was a massive hit, I think, but worldwide hit, actually. Um, he was one that kept saying to me, you know, you've got to, at your age, back then I was you know, 19 years of age, 20 years of age, you've uh-huh. got to you know, write your own songs and, and show people that you can write and sing. So that was how the album came about, uh, was from doing that. You know, he was really pushing me, and so was Slim. So uh, that's what I did, wrote the uh, 12 of the 13 tracks off that album uh, and brought it out and uh, yeah we had a fantastic run with it and yeah. had, that really helped us so that was and that was really the start of it for, for me you know uh, on a solo type career but still working with the band I just used the Montana band as, as my backing band oh so sweet okay. shows up me. Yeah. yeah so was that the first uh, time you'd had any real experience in, in writing songs was that it part was, of your life up yeah. yeah okay yeah it was i'd had no experience previous to that and um you know working in the band getting to meet some great australian songwriters like 
Stan Costa and Glenn Ford, who wrote a song for me on that album, Southerly Chain. Uh, you know, they were always giving me tips at the gig, you know, hey, you know, this is how you put a song together properly, and obviously you listen, you know, and uh, this is how you put, sort of string the, you know, get a nice flow, string the words together, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the music, etc. So I was lucky that I had a good schooling, I, I would call it, you know, from, from these guys who were very well experienced, but, um, you know, that that was definitely my first roar into it. I'd never written songs before until hmm. I was sort of uh, coerced into it to say, come on, yeah. give it a go. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you continue after that? I mean, obviously playing in the, you stayed in the band, but did was songwriting then a part of your life through, through this journey? Yeah, I did. And uh, over the years now, um, I don't know, probably written, I would hate to think, I don't know, I would say at least a couple of hundred songs over that time. Okay, awesome. Uh, but, you know, kept songwriting. But um, And we used to do the, the new songs at the shows, but never got around to recording them. We were actually that busy on the road doing shows. We just never had time to get back to the studio to mm-hmm. do you know, the next albums. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the songs that are on this new album, on Top Life, uh, one of them, particular I wrote during that time it's called Childhood Day oh, uh, cool. that I wrote back then so yeah, yeah we just just sort of re, rehashed it a bit so you know because my voice back then when I recorded it but never released it um, was obviously sound different than it is today because I was a lot younger <laughs> yeah. um, so you know yeah. put it up and put the put the new lyrics over it so that'll be on the new one to release but yeah that song's probably 20 odd years old yeah age. yeah mm. so so here you find yourself 20 some years later and, and kind of in effect your, your first solo project. Um, certainly, uh, <laughs> since all of that. And, um, so how, how did the, the new record come about? How did you finally get to the space where you could put this, this new project together? Uh, well, I've been sort of threatened for years to, you know, do it again and, and get back into it. And, um, my daughter who loves singing and acting, she kept, Pushing me, you know, come mm-hmm. on, Dad, you got to do something. You know, why did you, why did you stop? Get back into it, get back into it. And um, obviously, six months on, oh, no, twelve months ago now, when COVID struck here in, um, in around the world um, in March of last year, Victoria went into a full lockdown. We couldn't go to work, um, so we weren't allowed to leave our houses. So wow, yeah. that was the time. There was no excuse. So you know, I yeah. say no too busy because of work or too busy because we're doing this or that um, I had no excuse you know and I had all the time in the world to be able to sit and write so that that was the time it really happened I thought well okay Hallie's right my daughter so let's do it if I, if I don't do it now I'll never do it right and, and that was it so I picked up the pen and, and started writing so most of the songs then you wrote specifically for this record yeah they, yeah specifically for this record I sat down and thought about what story I wanted to tell for, for the album and uh, sort of placed that story there and said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And simply, yeah, we're going through some bad times, obviously, because nobody can work. So, you know, everyone in the world was, was not having fun. So I thought, well, let's try and write some songs about, you know, having good times, you know, good music, good whiskey and good times. Yeah, so um, yeah. that's how the whole album is based about. I just call it a party album. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has that. It has that. um, uh, At least for us here in the United States, that classic seventies, eighties kind of 
country vibe party album. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. kind of right right straight down the middle. So, yeah, I like what you did with it. That's cool. The, yeah, well, that's, that's all. Amy Cork is uh, one of my big influences of the uh, American country music or two of them, uh, certainly Hank Williams Jr. and Waylon Jennings. So, yeah, okay. You know, growing up listening to those two, I was sort of, you know, it's, I didn't copy their sound, but there's certainly, when you listen to the album, you can sort of hear those influences in that. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. You are listening to Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Music Magazine. Welcome back to the interview. And it's just out, right? Or has it has it actually come out yet? It actually comes out on the 19th of, um, sorry, the 9th of April. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. so I, I, you have at least one single out then, though. Is that correct? There is a single out now, Peer Pressure Breakdown. Yeah, yeah okay. That's, that's, that's out running and it's available on all the, all the uh, electronic download platforms. Were you able to do this, uh, the recording project itself, in a home studio style, or were you able to get out and go into a, a, a bigger studio to do this? Yeah, look, with technology today, um, you know, I was lucky enough that... Uh, I've got a good buddy over, actually, in America, in Georgia, Seth Cordwell, who is a country um, singer-songwriter in his own right. And Seth has his own studio there. So mm-hmm. what happened was we used session musicians in his studio. Ah, okay. And I recorded the vocals here in Australia in my studio. And then I would come in on Zoom and, you know, say, yep, this is what we wanted. Or you know, I'd record a, the drums and, you know, lead guitar parts and, then I'd send them over, and obviously the professional musos would uh, would play them better for yeah, me. Yeah, cool. I'm not a drum. <laughs> and then you know we'd get on Zoom and have a Zoom meeting live into the studio and say, "Yep, that's it. No, that's not it." So it was like I was there, but I wasn't. You know, yeah. but thank God for technology because it actually allowed me to, to do this album and, it, and get it out. It's amazing how the technology and and then COVID and and how it affected the world has forced us into. Um, pushing technology to the limits but but allowing uh, uh, this type of conversation that we're having t- today to happen uh f- you know flawlessly and you to be able to to get together with somebody in another state in this country and and put this record together and and have it come out the way you want it and um you know never cross cross the ocean you know <laughs> it's just kind of cool oh no it is it's, it's really cool isn't it and um, yeah that's the great thing if you embrace technology i suppose I felt, um, when I was talking about it, a friend of mine said to me, oh, watch, uh, go and watch a, uh, a documentary on the Rolling Stones, and I did, and he was making the point to me that they were more or less doing it like this, you know, way back in the 70s and 80s, you know, mm. before this sort of, you know, they'd be all in different parts of the world recording, you know, and then they'd sort of send it, they'd mail it to one another and post it, so, yeah, yeah I thought, oh, okay, you know, it's... Uh, we're not too different. It was just the technology now has right. made it a lot faster. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, thankful for that. Yeah. So what do you hope to do with this? What, what's your what's your big dream once they let us out and you can you can take this out and share it with, with a fan base? Or Do you want to tour with it? Are you still with Montana? What does it look like for you when you can get yeah, back that, out on the road? Yeah, so uh, – now, we're starting to book shows because the COVID-19 uh, restrictions over here are, are easing up. 
dramatically. So, you know, festivals are starting to come back online, albeit they might be limited in the number of people that can attend, but they're certainly starting to open up again. Mm-hmm. And we can certainly start the tour. So we're booking shows uh, to, you know, start to get ourselves around the country now and, and tour with this album. So once it comes out on the 9th, our first show is the 18th of April, and then we start running after that. So, you know, for us, as we say, you know, we're really going to try and get around to as many towns as we can and, and do as many shows as we can over the next four months and, you know, then hopefully catch up with a whole lot of people up in Tamworth at our big country music festival in January and um, do some shows there and get to say hello and meet a lot of people and old friends and, and new friends and, and continue on. Will you tour this as yourself and and fronting the band, or is this Montana that's going to go out and you'll be playing with them and and playing this, sharing the stage? Yeah, no, it'll be I'll be touring it as myself as a solo album. Uh, Montana now, uh, those guys are pretty much retired. Okay. Um, when I joined the band, you know, I was eighteen when I first joined Montana, and they were all sort of forty years of age. So oh, gotcha. Okay. They're sort of way at the other end of their career now. Yeah. Um, so I've got a new band now that I call the Tom Life Band, and um, you know that is a whole heap of uh, new musos who are just absolutely fantastic, and I can't wait to get these guys out on the road. They're, as uh, as you know, we're rehearsing right at the moment, and um, the shows are certainly going to be rowdy. That's for sure. So this is really a whole new chapter for you in your career, then. It is, yes. It's uh, basically starting again. Yeah, uh, very much a whole new chapter. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite song on the record? Do you have one? Oh, I do. There's uh, certainly Honky Tonk Life, the, the title track. Uh-huh. And uh, my other favorite on there is a song called Country Hallelujah, um, which is a bit of a, a part, uh, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you've got to write a love song, you know, country country songwriters need to write a love song so i wrote a very rowdy love song (laughs) hallelujah is a love song that's great (laughs) yeah country hallelujah certainly not a typical love song (laughs) um so so you're continuing to write do you is this the first in a series that you hope to do is there is there more on the way yeah there's certainly more on the way um i was only talking with uh seth the other day and you know he said what are you going to do now this is released I said no no because he uh, he obviously helps me with the songwriting you know I set stuff backwards and forwards and kick ideas around so uh, we're getting straight back into it so we've already started you know on the next few songs for the next album to oh, follow great. up next year yeah yeah. so this will be uh, we're coming back into it uh, hoping we can make it full time again and, and keep pushing it is this the theme musically? Does this feel like this is the the vibe and the genre that you're going to play and write and perform in? This this kind of um, kind of down the middle classic country vibe. Is this is this where you're headed? Yeah, I think it, it certainly will be. It's what um, what I feel. It's a feel that you know I like. And I feel that you know the audiences that have seen me in the past when I've done shows like this with this type of music have certainly enjoyed um, and. You know, I quite enjoy this feel of country music because I love the upbeat, you know, get up out of your chair and, and have a dance and, you know, and uh, enjoy the night style of music. So that's where we'll be. But, the, you know, on the lighter side of life, I'm not, not into writing heavy songs. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to think too hard about it. So. <laughs> Do you have a favorite venue that you like to play in? Uh, yeah, the I tell you, the, one of the best venues that I've played in over the years has been the Master, which is a big festival up in Queensland. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have it in the State Forest there. It's just absolutely fantastic. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's played in the State Forest. You're up on the stage. You know, the the people are in front of you uh, and you're just playing you know to this big amphitheater natural amphitheater which is is oh, amazing yeah. to, sounds fun to be. yeah 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 wow that's cool so the the uh, new record is honky talk life uh, current single is pure uh, peer pressure breakdown that's out now honky talk life will be out uh, by the time uh, listeners are hearing this, it'll be late March, so we'll have about a week or so um, for them to wait to get that. What's the best way to reach out and connect with you and and um, get a hold of this record and listen to some of your music and maybe even uh, listen to some of the stuff that you did in the past with Montana and, and your earlier albums? Yeah, so if uh, on all the digital platforms, obviously on iTunes, um, Spotify, uh, if they... I've got a website which is jasonmcdaniel.com.au. Uh, yeah, they can go to that, and obviously there's the uh, social media page, Facebook, Jason McDaniel Official, uh, and uh, you know all the news and all the uh, releases and early releases and, and links to the songs can be found uh, amongst those. You know when we're touring, all our information, and uh, happy to chat with anybody. They can send messages, and, and I do respond. Great. Thanks, Jason. This has been fun. I um, it's cool. I, I like I like the style. Again, it's just I, I like what <laughs> you're doing, you. and I certainly wish you well. I, I know it's um, uh, starting over is is fun and and exciting and scary at the same time, and I certainly wish you well with it. I, I think it's going to be a a good ride for you. Yeah, thank you so much, Greg. I really appreciate it. Really did. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.